It's Fantasy Fiction Friday, featuring chapter 39 of The Dragon Collector. This chapter sets up the big showdown between Javen and the evil King Omri. It's one of those chapters that had my heart pumping with suspense as I wrote it. I knew what was coming in the next chapter, but Javen didn't. And Javen knew something the readers didn't know what he was supposed to do once the evil king's dragon flew almost close enough to eat Esmeralda. What about your story? How can you use the art of suspense to keep your reader turning pages? Remember, you can keep your readers in suspense because they know something the character doesn't know, because the character knows something the reader doesn't yet know, or because both the reader and character have no idea what's going to happen next. Suspense makes for great fiction. And because I don't want to leave you in suspense any longer, let's go to Xandador. It's Fantasy Fiction Friday! That means it's time for an escape break with author DK Drake. This is the part of the show where your host, author DK Drake, reads you a snippet of one of her stories. So if you're intrigued by a world where dragons exist and people live for hundreds of years, stay tuned for a show designed for sheer entertainment purposes. Still here? Fantastic. Prepare for adventure, for you are now entering the land of Xandador. Chapter 39. The Dark King. Serenity spewed a string of lightning bolts as she flew the Dark King over the castle walls. The brilliant flashes of bright lights were met with shrieks of both terror and awe from the crowd below her. The shrieks didn't stop the trumpeting soldiers from playing. They maintained their tune and their focus even as they moved to the back edge of the stage to create a landing space for the Midnight Stalker. Esmeralda wasn't as accommodating. Despite Omri and the Stalker hovering above her and the wind from the dragon's wings blowing her already disheveled hair, she maintained her position. Javen was sure he saw her smirk until Micah snagged her arm and forced her to the front of the stage. With the landing cleared, Omri masterfully landed the massive dragon onto the platform. The entire platform and the columns it rested on shook from the weight of the gray-scaled beast. The stage was long enough to hold the 25-foot-long dragon, but not long enough to hold her stumped tail. It hung over the edge and came close to scraping the ground near where Javen stood. Had its tip not been cut off, it would have easily reached the ground. Serenity snorted several puffs of electrified smoke as she brought her pointy wings to rest alongside her body and bent her tall, 15-foot-high frame to allow Omri an easier path of descent. The Dark King took his cue and slid down the dragon's right front leg. The moment his feet touched the stage, he lifted his hands in the air, palms to the sky, and shouted, Welcome! The crowd roared to life in response. Whistles, shouts, cheers, applause, and the rumbling of stomping feet all along the stone stadium steps. Like an orchestra director, Omri kept his hands lifted, encouraging more and louder noises. The people responded. Javen consensed the desperation they felt to please the tall, broad-shouldered black man beckoning them to praise him. Unlike his queen, he wore no crown. And unlike his son, he wore his black hair in short, tight braids rather than long, loose dreadlocks. His hairline was beginning to recede on either side of his brow. His dark brown eyes looked almost black against the whites of his eyes, and the nostrils on his wide, flat nose flared in tune with each pump of his hands. His boots added to the clamor as he paced from corner to corner of the platform in his black pants, white shirt, and long black leather coat. The man must have prided fashion over comfort because it was way too hot out to be wearing such a warm coat. The man radiated more arrogance than that of his narcissistic Dawnstalker. He knew he controlled the crowd, and the crowd knew they were at his mercy. The plan to challenge this man suddenly seemed suicidal. Omri stopped his pacing at center stage so that he stood in front of Esmeralda and Micah. He slowly scanned the crowd, then quickly snapped his hands into fists. 
the noise immediately ceased. Good people of Xandador, Omri said, his voice vibrating throughout the square. You have done well to come here today. Your willing obedience to the laws of the land have allowed our nation to prosper, have kept our cities safe, and have contributed to longer lifespans. It always pains me to have to send my dragon stalkers on city raids when I learn someone has broken one of my laws, but your compliance these past few decades has prevented many such punishments. So I thank you. I thank you, too, Eli said. I despise the taste of humans. You despise being a dragon. Chills shot through Javen when he heard the eerie voice of Serenity respond to Eli. It's the fear of humans that makes them the most fun prey to consume. I wish I was the one who was hungry right now. These people would make a splendid feast. Compared to the other dragons he had encountered so far, this one was different, more menacing, almost evil. But there is one, Omri continued, channeling the menacing evilness of the Midnight Stalker, who has refused to obey. Anger coursed through his words and darted out of his eyes. Even after she broke the marriage and childbearing laws, I showed her mercy. I allowed her to live a comfortable life as my servant in the castle. I even allowed her to use that beautiful voice of hers to sing for me. And how did she repay me for my merciful kindness? She ran away. Worse still, she put our entire world in danger when she attempted to activate the portal that leads to Earth. Attempted? She didn't just attempt that feat, Javen wanted to say. She did indeed activate the portal. But Javen could tell by the way Micah shifted his feet and averted his gaze that he hadn't shared the entire truth about Esmeralda's capture with his father. Disobedience is not tolerated in my kingdom, Omri said. We are here today to remind you of that fact and to remind you what happens when you rebel. Omri motioned to the trumpeters. They played three sharp, unnerving notes. When you rebel, my stalkers deliver justice, Omri said. Today that honor falls to Vasilis, my noon stalker. The Dark King turned and pointed to the sky in the direction from which he had flown in on moments ago. The crowd began to murmur as the golden dragon appeared in the distance. Javen had to take action before the dragon arrived. He stepped forward, but Aster caught his arm. Not yet. Micah moved to the far corner of the stage while Omri moved to the corner above where Javen stood. That left Esmeralda all alone at the front and center of the stage. Easy prey for the hungry Noonstalker on his way. The dragon passed the castle walls. Javen looked to Aster. He shook his head, telling him to wait. Wide-eyed and anxious, Javen held himself back and watched the dragon float over the crowd. Just as it was about to reach the stage, Aster let go of Javen's arm. Now, finally, Javen said. He sprinted the five steps to the column in front of him and touched the stone seconds before the dragon's claws snatched Esmeralda. If you enjoyed today's Escape Break episode but don't want to wait to find out what happens next, click on over to authordkdrake.com. There you can become a DK Drake insider, secure your free starter library, and access all the books from the Dragonstalker Bloodline saga that are available for sale on Amazon. In the meantime, I dare you not to dream of dragons tonight. <laughs>